Welcome back to the Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. On today's episode, we will be featuring an overview of some connected aircraft technology deployment that is occurring at Air Canada Cargo. But first, I want to let our audience know that we do have another Connected Aviation Intelligence live webcast coming up at the end of September that will have some details on speakers, times, and agendas uh, soon. This will be a business aviation-focused webcast, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, that will be The details for that will be available on GCASummit.com. So on today's episode, for anyone who missed our live August 5th Connected Aviation Intelligence webcast, we are featuring the introductory portion of that webcast on this episode, where Tomal Sohareb, who is the manager of Cargo Solutions at Air Canada Cargo, gives an overview of how the freight carrying division of Air Canada is using connectivity as a status monitoring tool on their aircraft, as well as the progress using specialized sensors and Bluetooth technology to track shipments. So let's get into the presentation given by Tomal during our recent Connected Aviation Intelligence webcast. Thanks again, Woodrow. Uh, and thank you again for inviting me back. I guess I did a, a great job last time last year, so uh, it's a pleasure to be back here again. Um, uh, last time I presented, um, I talked about some theories and some concepts of how Bluetooth can be integrated into the air cargo logistics platform. Uh, in this presentation, it's uh, the transition from theory or, or, or uh, concept into reality. So in this presentation, I have pictures of how we are actually doing the Bluetooth tracking, how we are actually looking at uh, cargo and the aircraft in flight, and how we're protecting our assets from, from damage, whether it be from natural, natural uh, uh, incidents like the weather, or from, uh, from damage from impact or temperature sensitive uh, co components. Um, so just a quick recap of what happened in Bluetooth 1.0, which is last year's presentation. Uh, I talked about the, um, I outlined uh, the social dependency of our cell phones uh, as a new digital social norm, uh, talking about how dependent and how uh, uh, anxiety is increased by not, having, not being near your phone. I'm pretty sure everyone in this presentation has their phone within five feet of them. Um, I, then I gave a brief outline of the, the birth and the development of Bluetooth in the past 20, uh, 20 some odd years, uh, almost 28 years since its actual conception. And then I gave, uh, a, when I started after the Bluetooth explanation and the birth of Bluetooth low energy, I talked about, uh, or I bragged about how uh, great on asset was, or is in regards to um, asset tracking for GPS and Bluetooth monitoring. Um, and then I continued to brag about uh, Uniload and how they were uh, extremely clever in uh, integrating on-asset hardware into their assets. Um, they uh, created dashboards and they've also won quite a few IATA innovation awards in the past few years. So they're, they're at, uh, in the front of the game. Uh, they're ahead of everyone else when it comes to, uh, to actually making their ULDs smart. Uh, then I went into some theories and concepts of the experiments that we did to see if this Bluetooth technology is something that we can do. Um, is it the right fit for us? And is it the, uh, the right way for uh, Air, Air Canada as a company, not just cargo, to, to move forward and, and contain or track our assets? So I talked about the experiments within the warehouse and I talked about the experiments on our aircrafts. Um, and that was all experimental, theor theoretical. We did some tests. We did quite a few tests. Uh, and now we've been fortunate enough to, uh, to take this a step further uh, in the past year. 
Uh, a brief outline of my presentation is uh, I'm going to talk about uh, two groups, the Air Canada Maintenance Team. Uh, I call them our unsung heroes, and I believe that there's many on this call that come from maintenance or uh, component of maintenance. So they're very intimate with parts of the aircraft, and they'll understand the complexity and the intricacy of getting GPS and Bluetooth and uh, other radio frequencies installed into aircrafts. Uh, I'm going to talk about what Air Canada Cargo has been doing recently. When it comes to tracking their warehouses, uh, creating heat maps, uh, protecting our company assets, and also tracking to see uh, our cargo milestones to see if we are on track with our customers. And then the last part is really the blue skies, which will probably be the most exciting component, where we talk about how the Bluetooth Sentry and Sentinels from on asset are being embedded into our entire fleet, not just a few aircrafts, not just a certain fleet, but the entire fleet uh, from regional aircrafts to wide body aircrafts all around the world will have Bluetooth and GPS sensors installed to track cargo and the conditions of the aircraft uh, in live, live real-time monitoring using uh, the aircraft's Wi-Fi. Um, and that's a, a project that's currently ongoing and, and I'll go into much more detail in a few moments. Um, let me, on the wrong screen. So with Air Canada Maintenance, our, uh, our unsung heroes. Their first program, which uh, I affectionately call the, the Winter Soldier Program. This was the, uh, the first opportunity to use the on-asset program in a, where, in a way to protect aircraft from freezing. Um, there was a, a babysitting program that was, uh, I call it babysitting affectionately, uh, a babysitting program where the plane had to be parked at a certain area overnight in the, the winter or the early winter in Canada. These wide body 737-787s were um, at risk of freezing and having the water lines freeze. Um, so to save man hours, to save, um, because as I think everyone knows, we were extremely lean on, on, uh, on resources. To save man hours, to save, save time, and for a revenue opportunity, we were able to deploy on-asset sentries and sentinels in the aircraft. What we had was our, maintenance, uh, our line maintenance team uh, aboard the aircraft and place uh, strategic sentinels in the aircraft and place the sentry into the cockpit as like the mother reader. Um, so it would pick up the conditions of the aircraft. If for, for some reason the heater of the aircraft, because the APU is not on, uh, failed, then it would send off triggers and alarms to the entire line maintenance team in that region or that airport. They would be uh, notified that a plane is in danger of freezing. Uh, they would uh, recover the aircraft as immediately as quickly as possible. And then obviously correct the, the situation, whether it be a, a heater or a turn on the APU or what they need to. So on the right-hand side is an example of what this uh, was able to capture. As you can see, the aircraft, the 787 was set to 24 degrees Celsius and it was set to maintain 24 degrees Celsius. Unfortunately, the uh, something failed and we had to, uh, it, was, it gave the alarms and the maintenance team showed up. And you can see the temperatures of what the actual aircraft was. You can see the flight deck was at eight degrees. The uh, cabin was at 10, nine to 10 degrees and the aft galley was at, um, uh, at nine degrees. The cargo compartments were almost at sub-freezing levels. So we were able to get there in time and protect this aircraft from freezing. And I can tell you the cost of saving one of these aircrafts from, a, from an unnecessary um, maintenance schedule is more than the cost of what, would, what it would cost to entire the, to equip the, uh, our, our, our fleet with these uh, the Sentinels and Sentries. So we've been very fortunate to uh, come to this realization and come to the fact that uh, we can prevent uh, aircrafts from being out of service for our passengers and the rest of our business uh, using the on-asset program. This continued on to another version of the program, which was the airport's 2021 uh, operation program that happened this year. Uh, we were extremely lean on resources and I'm talking about manpower. And we had a very select or a narrow 
uh, not narrow is not the, the right word, a very lean uh, fleet, uh, because a lot of it, as many of you know, was parked in Arizona. So we had to uh, make sure that none of our aircraft went out of service. We didn't have another aircraft to swap it with, and we needed to maintain our schedule. So to prevent aircraft from freezing in our colder cities, in Toronto, uh, Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Halifax, and Ottawa, we actually deployed sentries all across our network. And every single plane that was parked overnight in any of these cities had one to two sentries on board to notify us if the cargo, if the aircraft was too cold, if the heater, as I've shown, as I've shown you from this arrow, was uh, was failing for whatever reason, or if it was plugged into a, um, a diesel heater, if the diesel heater conked out for any reason, or if it's uh, disconnected because of some, uh, some wind um, in the area. If any of these things happened, we were able to get our line maintenance team to get out there, uh, our airport's uh, operations team to prevent the aircraft from freezing overnight. Uh, I'm really excited to say that during this winter season, we had zero aircraft freeze. And the, per the main reason we had zero aircraft freeze was because of the on-asset and sentry program. Um, and I want to thank uh, Adam Crossnow and his team for supporting us because we reached out to them at one or two o'clock in the morning to understand, uh, or just to understand if the uh, sensors were correct or if the information was correct. And they were, they were uh, willing and able to help us at every moment that we needed them. The other programs that maintenance is doing, and I think there's a lot of people here from maintenance and they'll understand, is understanding the other values that these data, these uh, sensors can give us. It's not just temperature, it's not just location, but it's shock, it's impact, it's, um, it's humidity. So we have uh, audits with Transport Canada to show our humidity of our, of our buildings, to show the temperature of the building. Uh, if these things go out of range, then the parts that are in storage or in stores are not acceptable for any reason. If our engine stands or if our engines get damaged with shock or impact, we don't realize this until we actually check the engine. So it's, uh, it's a waste of manpower, a waste of time if we have to get to the point where we have to pull something out of service. So having the, the tags on, the, on the, uh, these forms of cargo help our teams predict um, if the work that's required to put this item in service. Uh, we also ship uh, AOG parts from station to station as cargo. And the, the cargo, the uh, AOG parts need to get from point A to point B uh, as quickly as possible. So uh, we need to track if the AOG parts get to those stations. So we have sentries uh, installed or in, dropped into our AOG boxes, our high sensitive ones, to make sure that it's in the correct station and it gets the correct aircraft so that uh, the aircraft can, be, can go back into service. Uh, and then we have the yellow box, which we call I call the spare tire of our car, of our airplane. Uh, it's just the, the spare parts that stay with the aircraft. This is not supposed to leave the aircraft. If this leaves the aircraft, we get notifications to let us know that uh, this onboard parts box has left the aircraft. It should not leave the aircraft. And that does happen in countries where they don't speak English as a primary language. And the uh, the ramp agent, unfortunately, grabs this and puts it on onto the ramp and ends up on a, on a baggage belt. So we have to recover these onboard parts from uh, from those airports where it should not have been removed. And since we've installed it, we haven't had any, we haven't had uh, any issues that I'm aware of. Um, shifting over to Air Canada Cargo, which is uh, the department I'm, I belong to, uh, within Cargo, I think many of you guys uh, know, but uh, Uniload has a, embedded their fleet or their ULDs with these Bluetooth tags. Um, I haven't gone into the education of what these Bluetooth tags are, or how their readers work, or how they, they pair with each other or, or talk to each other. That was in uh, Bluetooth 1.0, so I'm going with the assumption that everyone on the call uh, knows. And if not, uh, we'd be able, more than happy to give you some education on uh, tags and readers and, and how they connect and how you can quickly access the information. Um, so all of the uh, 70,000 plus 
ULDs bought from Uniload are digitalized. Um, so that means we can log into the dashboard that Uniload has and see where all of these, these ULDs are and the conditions that ha that they experience, uh, whether they, they're open or they're closed, if they're um, being dropped, if, they're, if they have any shock, if they have temperature, uh, if they're left out in the sun or left out in, in the cold part of the warehouse. We know exactly what's happening to these ULDs just by logging into the, the Uniload platform. Um, this is a quick snapshot or a screenshot of the, the Uniload network. Uh, I believe there's, uh, the target is to get 400 stations, uh, 400 airports. I believe we're, they're above 350. Uh, Martin can correct me on these stats uh, uh, because I'm pretty sure he's got the, uh, the most up-to-date numbers. Uh, there's another screenshot of the, um, uh, the mobile app that uh, Uniload has. It's got a double uh, factor of authentication to log in. And once you log in, you can go to your airport, you can go to a specific ULD, or, or you can go to um, uh, a combination of uh, to see what's happened to a ULD within, within its history, where it's been, where it's going. Um, and um, you can use that for your luck in luck out process if you do hand over ULDs to your customers. Um, Martin, do you have any uh, stats that you can share with the, uh, the, uh, the audience? Yes, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, so you're correct. Uh, currently, we have 70,000 uh, digitally enabled ULDs uh, in our fleet. Um, we're in the process of, um, of digitalizing our entire fleet moving forward. Uh, this will be around 140,000. Um, and uh, as you already mentioned, um, we will um, have uh, over 400 airports um, uh, included in our uh, reading network uh, moving forward, uh, which is of course something where we are uh, very, very proud of, as it uh, can not only be used for, um, for ULD tracking, but also for other purposes, uh, as you are already mentioning in your presentation. So thanks so much, Martin. Yeah, we're, there's so many, uh, as, as Martin's kind of alluding to, there's not, it's not just tracking ULDs, but you can track a lot of things. You can track uh, galley carts, you can track uh, components of the aircraft that need to stay on board, like uh, Medipacks. Uh, you can track uh, anything that is extremely important. Uh, we have life-saving organs that go on an aircraft and uh, that need to go into the cockpit, not in the cargo hold, or not in the, and sometimes even in the, a seat beside the, uh, the courier. So we can put uh, these trackers on those as well. And the objective is to have the trackers not just talk to the internet when it's on the ground, but talk to the airplane and the airplane talks to the internet for them. And then we can see real-time information whether or not the cargo is on board, what conditions it's experiencing. And if it's experiencing a condition that it shouldn't be, uh, get the no a notification to the pilot to have that corrected. Um, I'm not saying the pilot's gonna go into the cargo hold and fix something. I'm saying the pilot, pilot's gonna change the temperature settings or even uh, potentially um, do something else to, to correct what's happening to that cargo. Um, this is uh, from one of my pre previous presentations. Uh, this was the experiment. Uh, this was the, the way to, for us to realize the connectivity of an aircraft uh, between the devices and the connectivity of these devices in a warehouse full of metal. Uh, Uniload knows these stats very well as well because I'm sure they did a lot of testing. Um, when we did our testing, to my surprise, um, it was done in 2018 with Adam Crossno and Paul Rodwell in Toronto. And uh, we grounded an aircraft overnight and we spent um, many hours uh, experimenting with different case scenarios, thanks to our cabin engineering team. Uh, they drew up all of the case scenarios and um, the ONS equipment, and I'm very proud to say this, uh, scored 100% on all of the, the experiments that we did. Uh, we can call them experiments, we can call them tests, we can call them uh, a practice, whatever you call it, uh, ONS, it came out at 100%. Um, 
and that was uh, that was our indication that we were on the right track. Um, that was the same year that Uniload and Onasset, Uniload and Onasset uh, um, formed their partnership. So we we knew that we had uh, the right partners in place to have this relationship uh, moving forward for a complete digitalization program. Um, this is something that I, is very close to my heart. It's the uh, temperature monitoring or the heat maps of our buildings. Uh, our major hubs for Air Canada Cargo are Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal. Uh, this is where all of our flights connect. This is where a lot of our, our big hub stations. So it's good to know, uh, it's extremely important to know what's happening to cargo in transit. Uh, it's good to know what's happening at the, at the origin and destination. But what, what happens in transit is extremely important. And uh, this has helped us build or understand where the hot spots are, where the cold spots are, uh, where the cargo could be in danger if it's left in the wrong conditions. Um, this also helped us identify other opportunities like where we have uh, areas that are CRT or 15 to 25 degrees Celsius, and we didn't realize it was 15 to 25 degrees Celsius. And then it also helped us realize where zones are we thought were safe or not, so that we can build a contingency plan to make sure that we don't have uh, claims or, or uh, loss in quality with our customers. Uh, that was extremely important to make sure that none of this cargo got damaged. Um, and we had these temperature sensors in place to give us indications that if the cargo were to follow these specific protocols, there could be some damage. So we built a contingency to work around that. And without the data from on asset, we would have continued on our previous path and, and would have had uh, upset customers and claims against us. So with this, we've reduced our claims and increased our quality, uh, quality metrics for our CEIB certifications. Uh, this is one of my fun items. Um, so as you know, uh, cargo, uh, commodity cargo pieces uh, sometimes end up uh, where they shouldn't. So we have uh, cargo residents who are never supposed to leave the building. And if they leave the building, we get notifications that they've left the building. So we have uh, these pump trucks and we put sensors and tags on them. And with these central tags on the sensors, when they leave the building, we actually get notifications that the, they've left the building. We also get notifications that they're in our uh, service area. So our GSC area, if they're being corrected or fixed uh, so that we know they're not in the building, but we know that they're, be they're being fixed so that we can come back into service. Um, this gives us uh, visibility on where the assets are. And uh, since we've had these installed, we have not had any of these leave our building uh, from our front loading docks because sometimes the truck driver will accidentally leave with them. So since these are installed, zero uh, pump trucks and FLXs will have been lost. Uh, this is not the real uh, uh, freighter picture, as uh, many of you uh, may know. Air Canada Cargo is converting our 767s uh, into full uh, full freighters, so upper and lower deck uh, freighters. We have um, these aircrafts will be uh, equipped with more sensors than the other aircrafts. Uh, it'll have uh, sensors on the upper deck, lower deck, uh, and in certain areas where we have um, uh, our, our ventilation or our, the airplane's HVAC system. Um, this picture here is the first aircraft that had the sensors installed. This is uh, tail 282. It's the aircraft with all first class seats. Uh, I don't recall, I think it's 36 or 32 first class seats in the aircraft. It's called our JETS aircraft. Uh, this aircraft is used to transport uh, teams like hockey teams, baseball teams, football teams. Uh, it's used to, tra to transport um, uh, charters for, for special events um, like uh, uh, the Great, the, uh, great uh, Race. Um, so there's a lot of uh, special customers that use this aircraft. So what we did was we, wanted to make sure that the aircraft never goes out of service for any any uh, maintenance issues, whether it be cold or hot air. Uh, so in the summer, it can get too warm and we have to cool down the aircraft. 
and in the winter it gets too cold and we have to heat up the aircraft to prevent it from freezing. So we installed the three sensors within the aircraft uh, in strategic locations where we can have a good indication on the conditions of the aircraft. On top of that, we also installed two sentries to pick up all these sensors and to pick up any other sensors that are at the airports. And the airports that you saw on the Uniload network, what we uh, intend to do is have that those readers or that network speak to the planes and speak to the aircraft so that we can speak in, while it's on the ground. Uh, when it goes in flight, we intend to have the sentry uh, log into the, uh, to the Wi-Fi uh, under a, a hidden SSID and transmit the information of what's happening in flight and recording that information uh, while it's happening in flight so that we can see what's, uh, what's happening to our cargo and build the quality metrics around it and also give some realist re expectations to our, to our customers. Um, so the last uh, few slides is really what's next. Uh, we've talked about you know, uh, our maintenance pieces that are being uh, tracked and, and located. We're talking about impact damage. Uh, we're talking about what about our um, you know, talking about operational efficiencies by having access to, to cargo pieces and to uh, maintenance equipment and, and air, airplane equipment or GSC equipment. Um, so what we'd like to do is get all of our uh, airport assets tracked, whether it be stairs or dollies or tow bars, we want to have all of those tracks so that the airport employees can quickly find the assets that they need for their work. Uh, we want our maintenance and cargo warehouses all uh, mapped out. We have, uh, as I mentioned before, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, um, yeah, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal uh, mapped for cargo and maintenance uh, so that we can track to see what happens with our cargo pieces and with our uh, storage pieces. Uh, we want to track um, one uh, individual pieces with IATA's one record. We want to eventually have this model built out to our passenger tracking for baggage. Uh, customers can purchase these on-asset uh, branded tags and then put them onto the luggage and then have the Air Canada app connect to them and talk to them so that they can have their phones tell them what's going on with their baggage. And if there's any issues, we can pre-notify them and have that corrected for them as well. Uh, there's other types of cargo that doesn't follow the passenger, but it's another form of passenger. It's the pets and the unaccompanied minors. We want to have that communication given to the to the, um, the parents or the pet parents or their human parents um, on the ground that are, that are following their child uh, from, one point, from one place to another. Uh, and then last but not least, we want to have this for our top customers. We want to have the AC altitude bag tags. Uh, we want to give this to our, uh, as a reward for, and their, for their loyalty to Air Canada. And we want to have this uh, in place so that uh, we can give them as a gift and also help them uh, with our top services that we have, are able to provide. Uh, this is also one of my favorite slides. It shows the, um, uh, the on at the, what I call the Air Canada tag. Um, that was uh, developed by Paul Rodwell and, and Adam Crossno and his team at On Asset in 2018. Uh, as you guys know, Apple released their On Asset, uh, their uh, Apple tag in uh, this year. So I can tell you that this uh, On Asset tag has more functional, functional, uh, function, functions and abilities than the Apple Air tag. So I'm extremely excited to say that uh, um, we, even though we were ahead of Apple and Apple came out recently, we this tag is better than the Apple Air tag. And uh, Last but not least, uh, some additional links if in case anybody would like some more information on some of the tests that Uniload's done uh, and, and on asset have done, and also the part relationship and partnership we have with uh, Uniload and on asset, and some of the um, awards that Uniload has won in, in the past uh, few years. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. <laughs>